Hi. Hi again. <laughs> Good morning. Oh. It was an uh, interesting start. Okay, shall, shall we pray? Shall we uh, commit this time to the Lord in prayer? Father, we just want to thank you for this beautiful morning that we are all able to gather here from our homes, wherever we are, to come together as your people. That even though we are separated by distance, we are still one in heart, in friendship, in community. But more important, we are one in the spirit, one baptism, one God. Father, we just want to listen to your word today, Lord. And, and let us be encouraged by one another. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. It is so good to see all of you again. I mean, I do miss you. And uh, you know, ever since the lockdown and all that, it is some some faces, you know, uh, beloved faces. This is I'm so happy to see and to look at not that uh well, you're all smiling. Oh, that's good. Okay. So this uh, morning, I, I want to share about be strong and of good courage. You, you, you might think that, oh, yeah, you know, what, what do you have to be strong or be good courage about? Because things are not the way you want it to be or things are not the way you expect it to be. But let us always be affirmed that God is good. And God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Now this uh, morning, I want to share from Joshua. You remember Joshua? Okay. Uh, this is after the Exodus. When Moses, okay, uh, after he fought with the Pharaoh and the Pharaoh grant the, the Israelites uh, permission to leave Egypt. So the Exodus, so the first thing they did after crossing the Red Sea was to go to Mount Sinai where they encounter God and receive the Ten Commandments. Then after that, Moses led them across to the beginning of the promised land, the Kadesh Barna. And then remember, uh, Moses sent the 12 spies into the promised land to see whether the land can be mm -hmm. conquered or not. And one of, uh, two of the 12 uh, spies are quite familiar to us. <coughs> Uh, Joshua and Caleb. So, you know, we always think that, well, uh, how does that apply to us? Especially Joshua 1, verse, chapter 1, word, one chapter, uh, verse 9. The verse goes, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Be not afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So this is our verse 1 to 9 that we can actually hold on. And I, I want to encourage you to hold on to it. Okay. Or it's a quite easy word to remember. And to hold on to see 
what the Lord says to us today. Okay. You, you, all, you must realize that Moses was not young when he led the Israelites out of Egypt. Okay. He was 40 years as a prince of Egypt. Then he was in the desert looking after sheep as a, a lowly shepherd for 40 years. Then it means when he went to face and challenge the, the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, the emperor of Egypt, the god of Egypt, he was actually 80 years old. Okay, we think that, oh, we are, we are no, uh, uh, some of us are 80, but some of us are not 80. And he said, oh, you, you are so old. Actually, you are young. Okay, we are actually young in God's eyes. Uh, Moses died when he was 120 years old. So you say, oh yeah, maybe Moses can, uh, 80 years old, can still uh, lead the people. How about Joshua? When Moses died at 120, and when uh, in uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, at the time, there was a time when Moses died. Joshua was 83 years old. And Caleb was 80 years old. Because when they were sent as spy into the promised land, they were about 40 years old. They were not young people. They were, I mean, uh, very young, uh, they are actually about 40 years middle age. So when Joshua was about to lead the army to invade, uh, can I, after being in desert for 40 years, he's about 83 years old. And later on, he was 110 when he died. So let us be not defeated by the cultural uh, thinking that, oh, we are old, you know, we cannot do anything. Because you look, God called Moses when he was 80. God called Joshua when he was 83. And this is a campaign to conquer the promised land. And it's a major campaign that last, lasted more than 10 to 15 years. So age is not a factor. Have I not commanded you? So note that this is God's command. God didn't say, no, maybe you should. No, why don't you try? But he actually says, I commanded you, be strong and courageous. So I want to highlight these two points. Strength and courage. Okay. And note that these two points are not option. It is what God requires of us. So first, let's talk about strong, strength. We always think that strength means you no know, muscular uh, uh, strength. Well, I don't think, I mean, yeah, uh, Joshua was a warrior, so they are quite strong. But I don't think he was as strong as he used to when he was 20 or 30. 
So when God commanded us to be strength, to be strong, I think it's more of spiritual strength, emotional strength, and physical strength. Okay. And we can be strong, not because we lift weight or we can move around, okay, and we don't have backache, or we don't have ankle pain, and we don't have what, but we, can, uh, we are strong because of God's promise, God's power, and God's presence. Now, we always think that, you know, our situation now, and we look and we say, Ayo, there's nothing much we can do. Okay, we are stuck in this place, and uh, we are limited to how far we can move, how strong we are. But God's promise to us never fails. God's promise to us is revealed in the book of Revelation, chapter 21 and 22, where 21 talks about the new Jerusalem, the new heavens and earth, where we all have a place there. And the chapter 22 talks about the river of life that gives life to everything. And this promise that means that our time on earth is limited and no matter how much you are suffering now there is a end to the suffering there is a light at the end of the tunnel it does not last forever and I, I think that give us strength to know that our pain our suffering can will end it doesn't last forever and and the the wonderful thing about this is to realize that God's promise are there. And not only do we suffer, but Paul has explained very well that we are partaking in the suffering of Christ. That means our suffering has meaning. Okay? Because we are being involved in the suffering of Christ. When Christ died for us on the cross, he didn't just die in the, and suffer for only three hours. Even now, he's suffering and we are, are invited to be part of his suffering. That's why Paul talks about being partaking the suffering of Christ. So the promise is that we are here now and no matter how good which is, we can enjoy it or how bad we, we think that, there's a limit to the, our suffering and there is meaning to our suffering. We are not here just because uh, existentially we are here. And the other thing is that the power of God is involved in our suffering. Okay. And God will not give you anything that we cannot bear. So that means whatever we are experiencing now, whatever trials we are going through now, God is with us and God's power is with us. So yeah, we may be in pain. But God will enable us to bear the pain. Yes, we suffer loss. I mean, we miss Pastor Nicholas. We miss Shakting. But the promise is that we will see them again in Revelation chapter 21 in the New Jerusalem. So for a short while, we will be separated from our loved ones. But 
we know that we will see them again. And more so, we can be strong because of God's presence in our life every moment of the day. That means God's presence is with us even now. And God's moment is presence with us every day, every moment. And you find that you know, life has its uh, seasons. And many of us is in this season of life when we tend to be lonely. We tend to be anxious. You know, our children have grown up, they have left home, and they have their own life. So they may not come and visit us as much as we uh, hope. Okay, but we understand. I mean, when we were young, we were also busy and did not have much time for our parents. So we have to learn to cope with loneliness, with you no know, feeling of uh, maybe we are not that useful anymore, okay, not contributing. But know that whatever we feel, God is with us and God's presence is with us. And that we are never totally useless because there's no useless person in the kingdom of God. That there is a role for us to play. We may not go tromping around the world like a missionary and all that, but we can pray. Okay, We can pray for other people. We can write to other people. We can nowadays with a WhatsApp and all that and uh, texting and uh, what. Okay, we can just encourage one another by dropping a WhatsApp and say, hey, how are you doing? Okay, can I pray for you? No, yeah, just there's a role for us. No, even though you know you're, you're maybe bed bound and you cannot move, you're in God's presence. That we we have to learn to receive and enjoy God's presence. So the be strong comes from the Lord. Okay, we don't have to. To, to try to make ourselves strong. It's a gift. And also be courageous. Okay? Courage is doing things that you are afraid of. Again, God commanded us to be courageous. And I believe that true courage comes from the Lord, not from ourselves. Okay? And one of the things to be courage about is that we need to befriend our fears. Now, what do I mean by that? Okay. Now, as we grow older, as we have uh, see more years behind us and in front of us, many of us become fearful. That's nature. Okay, many of us become anxious, become depressed because. We 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 no, we don't have a steady income, we are not working, no, we are just having a lot of time to ourselves. And it's so easy to be given to our fears. So easy to think, oh yo, what happens huh, tomorrow? Uh, and uh, you know, if no more food, or what happens if I become sick and if I, I have cancer and uh, uh, I get COVID, all these are fears. And they are real fears. But we need to befriend our fears. In other words, we need to ask ourselves, 
Is our fear real or imagined? And you find that almost 90% of all our fears and anxieties are imaginative, are part of our imagination. That we imagine that, oh no, we're going to, to, oh, to suffer so much. We're going to have cancer. We're going to have uh, uh, leukemia. We're going to have all this. All these are imagination. It's not facts. So don't give in to your imagination. Okay. If it's something you can do about it, if it's a real fact, okay, then you need to pray about it. Okay. So make sure that your fears are factual. Okay. And all those who are imaginary, throw it away. Don't give it to them. And your life will be much better. Okay, so don't give in to imaginary fears. And the, to be strong, to be courageous, is to deal with the real fear and don't give in to imaginary fear. And the other point I want to make is that we learn to live one step at a time. I think we don't want to think about, we don't need to make five-year plan, 10 years plan and all that. All we need to do is live one moment at a time. Okay. And I think it's important that at how do we live one moment at a time? Okay. And basically, how do we age well? Now that we talk about aging well, that means we want to live well. And you know, we, we are living in the era where the medical, there is actually we are in the middle of a, 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 a two scientific revolution. One is the genetic revolution and the other one is the computer revolution. And there are a lot of studies done okay, on aging. Aging is the new hot topic now. And the uh, the next, the number one research after the COVID vaccine will be Alzheimer's disease. Okay. So a lot of data that have come out recently on aging is how to age well. Okay. We, we cannot stop aging. Okay. We cannot stop growing old because the years of standard day by day, you know, but we can limit the disability and the limitations as long as we can. Okay. And there, there are four ways I want to suggest. Okay. And uh, this is backed by scientific data that we can slow down aging. And the first one is be active. The, the common saying, you know, do it or lose it. Meaning that if you don't exercise, you don't be active, you will not be able to, you will lose it. And it's a known fact that as we grow older, our muscle mass grows less. So that's why we, uh, uh, we become, uh, we turn to string. 
because our muscle mass grows. But it has been proven that muscle mass can be built back. We can rebuild our muscle mass. That means we need to keep active. I mean, we don't have to run marathons. We don't have to walk uh, 10,000 steps a day. Maybe 6,000 will be good enough, but just be active. Walk around the house, you know, walk upstairs and downstairs, you know, and if you can go out, go for a walk or, or like uh, a KT Lim, you know, like climb uh, Gunung Pulai, yeah, but make sure that uh, you're healthy enough to climb that. But make be active. Okay, if if you are in, on a wheelchair and you can lift your legs, lift your arms. Okay, yeah, just just be active. Find every way to be active. Because I think you know our muscle mass will go if we don't use it. Okay, and and we need to be active so that we retain our balance. One of the things that faces as we age is that we fall. And falling is bad because we can injure ourselves, we can break our bones, we can dislocate our hips. Okay. So be active. But don't strain yourself. Second one is eat healthy. Meaning that I, I don't believe in any diet, not Mediterranean diet, keto diets and all that. And all these diets may not be healthy to us, especially in if we are older, our body may not take the strain. But what you need to do is take a balanced diet, calories, fat, carbohydrates, but take less. Important is to avoid obesity. Because the more overweight you are, the heavier your body is. And you find that a lot of uh, Alzheimer's disease, uh, people who suffer from that, okay, are, have uh, heart complications and hypertension. And a lot of it has to do, do with diets. So eat healthy. Okay, no need to do any diets and all that, but just be balanced. Have a community, like uh, your uh, this uh, 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 fellowship. Keep in touch with one another. Okay, have one or two close friends that you can talk to regularly. You find that people age slower if they have community, they have people, they have friends, they have family, people who are alone tend to age faster. And all these three, they find that the one factor that helps people to age slower is that they must have a positive attitude. They must be, they, the word they use, the, the scientific uh, scientists use is tenacity. People who are willing to do, to keep active, to eat healthy, to build community, to be always have a positive outlook on life. Okay, these are the people who will stay young, what we call super ages. Okay, you see, you see people, you know, 83 years old, do skydiving, you know, uh, 90 years old, still 
uh, uh, studying for their PhD and all that. These are the people who are positive, who have tenacity. So you want to reduce and slow your aging, be consistent, be positive. Okay. So be strong and of good courage, my brothers and sisters. Okay. Because the Lord commanded it to be so, and the Lord had given us the means to be strong and to be courage. Do not be frightened. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with all of us. And I want to commit every one of you into his hands. Shall we pray? Father, we just want to thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you for this reminder that indeed it's God, it's you who give us, who make us strong and give us courage, Lord. So I want to pray for each one of my brothers and sisters here that they will be strong and of good courage. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening.